0: This is a City of Crestview podcast.
1: Welcome to season three of Civic View. My name is Chance Levins, and I'm the Public Information Manager for the City of Crestview. Our mission here at the city is to improve the quality of life by providing exceptional municipal services to our citizens. And we believe that fostering community engagement through open and transparent communication is one of the many ways we can achieve that mission. So let's get started. Hello, Crestview, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Civic View. Uh, today's episode, we're going to go back into the past a little bit. This will be the first one this season. Might be the only one this season. Um, but, of course, in order to do those things, I have my two resident his, in-house historians with me. <laughs> there, they're laughing at me. Uh, no, I have, I have uh, Nicholas Schwinn, our GI, uh, planner, GIS guy. Local history guy because he literally crawls through um, books and books and books of old uh, city council meeting minutes and things like that and mm-hmm. codes and ordinances because they're – is is that solely because you've been working on the the comp plan and LEC stuff or is That's that just how it, part that, of your job in general?
0: It's how it started. Sometimes I find myself just doing it for no fun. it's just kind of like – It's like I got to know. I got to turn the next page. It's just, a page yeah. turner. Yeah, you can, well, you kind of have this like uh, –
1: you know this unique view into the if anyone's seen Hamilton, the room where it happens, mm-hmm. right? So if you know what I'm referencing, there you have a kind of a little bit of a unique view into the room where it happened. You know, yeah, which is kind of cool. I mean, you've shown me a few things in there that were really neat, like when we saw the meeting where they they named uh, with Allen Park, I think, or um, wasn't it?
0: Wasn't there one in there where they there was actually? I don't I don't remember showing that to you. Maybe I no, I, did I the- saw
1: it and showed it to you. I just like opened it randomly and like there it was oh, on the yeah. page and, and I was like, "Holy smokes!" <clears throat> and when
0: we, I did find the one and show you when we had City Hall and Jail in the Al, in the bottom floor of the Alatex building, yeah. where FAMU now well, is. Well, yeah.
1: Well, that's because, I mean, what's funny is <laughs> my other guest that I have is Brian Hughes, who's now our. Um, i don't brian what's your title now and it's cultural services but cultural
2: services specialist specialist
1: okay all right so i wanted
2: pooh bob but your wife wouldn't let me (laughs) okay well you know
1: uh (laughs) that probably would look weird on paperwork (laughs) um so uh brian's here too uh uh, before we get too far into it thank you both for taking the time to be here appreciate that glad to be here and uh so now i'm I got lost on the Poo-Bot thing. What we okay, so, <laughs> Sam? You city <laughs> yeah. hall. So, so when we were interviewing Miss um, Carrington for a project that Brian's working on to go into, I'm burying the lead here. Uh, no, to go into the Bush House, which is part of what we're going to be talking about today, along with some other cultural services stuff. She actually told us the story about part of how they uh, was it Pearl Adams that did that got part of got the funding yeah. to build that that building yep. on the pretext that City Hall was going to be in it yeah. when in
0: reality City Hall is like this was this tiny little like corner in the side of the building. Pearl, and- Pearl Adams was making <laughs> moves. Because he did he did that first, but then he also I I think he might have been the contractor when they built city hall in its current location so city hall is this is a big building now but at one point it was just the front portion of it and it was the yeah it's technically i mean until not very long ago it was the front
1: quarter where the where you pay your water bill Mm -hmm. the city council chamber which was its separate thing which is why when you come in you can see that it's actually got exterior brick on the inside of the hallway and then the portion that we're in which is uh i guess it was the fire station Um, and before it was converted to,
0: I haven't gotten that far.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That, I mean, that's part of it, but yeah, I mean, you can still, the places where we park, they still have like, this is the fire chief, chief. the fire chief's parking space. And you know, like the pathway that used to go into the door where Mm -hmm. the fire trucks came out of and all that. Yeah. Um, so it's, that's, that's all kind of interesting. (laughs) So he engineered, uh, Mr.
2: Pearl Sr. Mm-hmm. he was the one who pushed through what we now know as the Alatex building right and in order to make the budget his construction company like you said uh just happened to have the perfect bid that it fit into the oh, budget yeah. I'm sure uh, Yeah, for, for this new air quotes here city hall slash jail which you know was tucked in the corner which
0: yeah which then they eventually went and I forgot the company that was in the building at first but they ended up Putting together a contract or something with whoever the manufacturer. Yeah, it was a a Johnson Shirt Company, or maybe no, it was before them. I think it was. Yeah, it it was something
1: weird. All right, so despite the fact that this sounds like we're doing a FAMU podcast, building (laughs) (laughs) podcast, pharmacy building, altix building, all that. No, uh, so what we're actually here to talk about some is the building that is across the railroad tracks from there. Um, pretty much right across the railroad tracks from there, basically. Um, I mean, and that is the. Uh the Bush house, or the right. Bush house. Um that's on the corner of Wilson and MLK. Yep. Yep. And um right now it has contractor fencing around it. So if you've driven by and you've noticed that, there's a reason for that. And part of the reason for that is why I've got Brian here to talk about that stuff. So Brian, why have they decided to turn that into a little mini jail? What's going on?
2: Mini-jail? Yeah. I'm joking.
1: (laughs) Hey, my office is going to be in there. I didn't know about
2: that. Uh, What it is will be our city historical museum. And there was one point where, uh, well, the Historic Preservation Board has wanted to do a city museum for, oh, decades. At one point, it looked like the second floor of what's now the FAMU School of Pharmacy was going to be the city museum. And, well, as we know, the city sold the whole building to FAMU, and that didn't happen. So they've just been casting around for a place to make a city museum. And it looked like they were going to get a couple rooms in the Bush House. Right now, the Bush House's tenant is um, an independent contractor. It's Elder Services, which contracts with the county. So it's a little odd that they have been in a city building for more than 50 years, I think.
1: Well, they're a, they're a non-profit, right? right. Oh, just yes, yeah, the lovely, area.
2: They do a lot of good stuff. So we didn't want to push them out of the neighborhood because many of their clients come from the area. So uh, the city manager, Tim Bulldock was able to find space for them in a county building right behind the Bush House. So their move is going to be you know, a couple hundred feet up the street, it's going to be much easier for them. And we're just waiting until they get their phones and Internet hooked up. And then we've got a renovation team ready to swoop in and see what secrets this cool old house has for us.
1: Yeah. You're hoping to find any treasure like buried in the walls. We think
2: Jimmy Hoffa is under the (laughs) stairs. We're not sure. Uh, That might be
1: difficult on that one, right? Well, under the (laughs) stairs in the house interior. I was like, because something (laughs) exterior isn't it sitting up on. <laughs> Some pretty hefty bit of cement there, isn't
2: it? Uh, it's up on. I think it's on stilts. Okay. Uh, not stilts, but uh, it's on brick pilings. Small ah, ones. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's an amazingly solid house. It's not one of those where you can feel the floor like a trampoline when you jump on it, kind of thing. And and it, uh, it, it's just that wonderful old 1920s craftsmanship where you probably didn't have much of a floor plan, but you had carpenters and um, you know, other craftsmen who knew their job. So you gave them a rough idea and they would swoop in and the next thing you know, you have this beautiful sturdy house.
1: Yeah. Well, I saw that the uh, some of the original materials that the house is made out of are a heart pine. Is that yes. Correct? Which is now an extinct rarity that you could probably just sell the heart pine out of that place and pay for yeah. <laughs> three of the houses. <laughs> we were uh, –
2: when we walked through it, uh, we'd done several walkthroughs with different constituencies, and one of them we had uh, Fire Marshal Rodney Lancaster. We had the city building official uh, Ronnie uh, Rayburn. Rayburn. Yeah. Uh, the contractor was with us, and I forget who else, but Rodney started talking about the heart pine that the fire department encounters in the old houses. And they say it's like concrete. And yeah. the older it is, the stronger it is. And yep. you know, if they're trying to break through a ceiling to exhaust the fire or the smoke, um, it, it's very difficult to do. And when the, the contractor and I first walk through, the house is covered in this really, really ghastly. Beautiful. (laughs) It's beautiful. Yeah. Industrial gray commercial carpeting. Uh, It's the kind, if you were a kid and you slipped and fell, you'd skin your knees on this carpeting. (laughs) So he and I are looking at it and we're both saying, I'll bet there's something beautiful under this. And sure oh, enough, yeah, we, sure. we yeah. found a hole in the carpet upstairs. And looking at us was varnished heart pine flooring that we are going to restore and bring back. Yeah. Because the house was built in 1926. Um, and just a little background, it was built by Lorenza Bush for his wife, Laura, and their family. Uh, he was a track supervisor for the N Railroad. So yeah, that, so
1: I, I have a note here to yeah. ask you, what is a track supervisor? He was, <laughs>
2: um, he did traffic and he did, um, you know, th- just which train is coming at what time so you don't have a head-on collision kind of a thing. But also he did...
1: Uh, well, how did they commune? I mean, like, so, okay, they so. They like a telegram I'm guessing they yeah. have to use a telegraph, and, it, and he would have had to hit either the station that's there in the Defuniac where they have one, or the one that's in Milton, where they also have an LNN yeah. historical. Yeah, well, they
2: also had. Uh,
1: like, uh, depot, like, both of those places. Garden
2: City had a station.
0: Holt had a station. So there. Yeah, because there used to be. It wasn't on, only the LNN, but the Yellow River Railroad used yeah. to run along what is now Industrial Drive up. Through Garden yeah. City to Florella, but that went north, right? Yeah, yeah. but this train still—they came to where the tracks are now. There was yeah. a junction there. Oh, yeah. Because where oh, du- that's why there's two sets of tracks in that. And, one and slide. that's why industrial goes. In, industrial kind of just comes out of nowhere along the tracks and then goes up. How's because that it used to be
2: swooping left
0: turn arrows. Because there used to be tracks there. Yep. But yeah, all, they, all the way up to Florella. Yeah, okay. they, they well, and, and there was also
2: one out of yeah, sure uh, roughly Holt, Holt over there in, um, not not Garden City, what was it called? Uh, between Holt and... Uh, Galliver, Galliver. yeah. Yeah, because there was one that went up from Galliver up to Enterprise up in Alabama, too. So there, were, you know, we were a railroad community.
1: Yeah, so, well, and I mean, that heart pine was part of... Why that existed (laughs) yeah exactly
2: (laughs) (laughs) so mr bush anyway he um as the track supervisor he would also of course supervise repairs of the track and maintenance of the track so he was a fairly high official and the house reflects the home of uh what you might call upper middle class though you know we didn't really have a Upper middle class, I guess, at that time. You have to be a
1: millionaire to live in a house that big now. (laughs) Well, you walk (laughs) into the house, and there are
2: signs of his affluence, I guess you could call it. One of the first things that you see when you walk in is the staircase that goes upstairs. Everybody would say, well, why – when you walk in your house, if you're, especially if you're going to have a nice house, why would you have the stairs right in the middle there? And what the stairs were was the symbol of your affluence because it said, hey, look at me. I'm rich enough to have a second floor. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> uh,
2: without actually saying, hey, you know, I got a second floor up there and it's got three rooms and, and – well – And it has a bathroom that got added, which is one of my favorite (laughs) rooms of the whole house just because it's so bizarre. It's three and a half feet wide and 16 feet long. And it's built (laughs) under the slope of the roof. It was was built out of one of the larger bedrooms upstairs. So if you're running in there, you you better sit on the throne instead of standing to do your business or you whack your head on the floor or on the the ceiling. But anyway, it's coming out, by the way. It was an after thing, probably added in the 70s, I guess. And uh, that's that's something that's coming out. We're restoring that room to its original size. But there you know, we, we don't have floor plans. We don't have interiors. I only just recently uh, was handed a message from a lady who turns out to be the granddaughter of the Bush family. And i am been trying to call her for the last week and really want to chat with this lady because hopefully she visited the house and can give us some idea of what used to be where. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, you can kind of, you know, if you understand old architecture, you know, okay, this was a front parlor. This was probably the living room. We kind of suspect this might have been the dining room because it's next to the kitchen, that yeah. uh, kind of a thing. Yeah. And then there's this very weirdly shaped back room that'll be the main exhibit room for the museum. That was There's par- also
0: like three fireplaces.
2: Which four is fireplaces? It? Four? It's got four fireplaces. <laughs> Fireplaces. So does it, just, and does the
1: it have the Does it have the pass through ones where it's like where where you just have the it's, Does it have more than one chimney, or is it just a central chimney and then fireplaces are off of? I'm the, not sure
2: the how chimney. the ones on the north side would exhaust because um, you look at it from the outside and I I could only see one chimney from just walking around. I'm sorry, inside when I walked around inside, I found the one chimney. And like I said, that the house has a lot of surprises that it's waiting to show <laughs> us. Yeah, um, it's re-
1: it really is a very interesting. Yeah. landmark that we have here like it's a beautiful building I was, I was with um I was doing a marketing thing I think it was like last year with someone and we were trying to figure out like you know what it's like an iconic landmark that you can like you know show or drone or something I'm like we don't Crestview isn't like that not that we don't have iconic landmarks it's just that we don't for one we don't have the elevation to show things off like that you know mm-hmm. so we so you know Man, there's just a couple different buildings and things like that you think of when you think of Pensacola you know like the the big hotel that the train runs through for instance and um which i i can never remember the name of that is it the grand yeah. or, or is it, I, I can't yeah,
2: but it. you're right though we don't have the mansion yeah, right. on the hill kind exactly of thing.
1: so but but in a way <laughs> it that's kind of what the bush house is <laughs> I, I, you could say that too
2: because it is you know definitely uphill from the tracks yeah um, and
1: i imagine at the time it was built there probably i Maybe there would have been one or two more houses that size in There's town. There's
2: definitely one next door. There's an old photo of the house and you can see something next door to it. That was probably another house because the railroad built uh, employee housing yeah. all around the tracks down there. But I think what's cool is, you know, Mr. Bush could stand on his front porch and look over at the Crestview Depot and Alatex building and see the trains going by. And
1: yeah, I can just see him like standing out there with like his pocket watch right, or whatever, right, Oh, like, the
2: 402 is yeah, late, you, you know, know. <laughs> and there's
1: people standing over at the Depot waiting to use the trains. We yeah. actually had that and used to, you know, love the, the opportunity to have something like that again. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, um, yeah, I mean I, I can I can imagine that when I think of it. You know, you got Main Street right there. It was Main Street at the time of right, Nick? Wasn't it still Main Street then
0: in the twenties? What are you talking about? The, Main Street? The, Main yeah. Street now was Main Street. Main yeah, Street was yeah. always Main Street. That's what I mean. Like Since there wasn't we didn't shift it or move it or anything like that. Because there are some roads here in town that got shifted and moved mm-hmm. when the highway yeah. came through and yeah. stuff like that. And yeah. and thinking about landmarks, the one thing that the one thing that would have been a huge landmark had it never gotten changed is the courthouse. So the courthouse you know, yeah. Back in way back in the day, it, it sat at the end of Main Street, facing Main Street. So if you you could sit on the other end of Main Street and look down, and the courthouse would be there. Yeah. With with that. Or are you
1: talking about the the first the, the one that they burned down? One? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Back, okay. I'm talking back in in that time of the yeah. 20s yeah. until when, yeah. when like everything was burning oh, down. Oh yeah. The <laughs> it's, it's, it's <laughs> well, purpose it's, was ironic, the courthouse. Everything. But ironically the house though, because <laughs> everything was burning down, they established. Since I mean, very early on, actually. From about 1919 onwards, they established uh, it was the first kind of zoning zone. It was called the fire zone. And it was from the courthouse south to I don't know if it was to the railroad tracks, but everything on Main Street, they basically said, hey, you can't make stuff out of wood here anymore. Or your exterior walls have to be concrete or brick or. Stucco or whatever because everything was just burning down.
1: And they're all yeah. built right on top of each other too. Yeah, right? so if so one you have catches a Chicago fire situation. Yeah. Why, why might <laughs> the but the
2: courthouse down. had always been intended to be the crowning part of Main Street. Right. And and like Nick said, you stand down by the railroad tracks and at the other end is that courthouse because one of the reasons they founded Okaloosa County was because people couldn't easily get to the courthouse when we were part of Walton mm-hmm. County. And you would have this day long trek just to go you know pay a bill or you know take care of some legal issues so now you could go here in crestview right in the middle of everything And actually, the geographic center, I'd love to tell people about this, the geographic center of Okaloosa County is Main Street Eats. So if you're standing in line waiting to get something from Mona's or whoever, uh, you're right in the center of Okaloosa County. But anyway, you know, you would get off the train and there was no question where the courthouse was because you could see it right down the street. And, and, you know, all the early plans show that it was sited that way. So it would look down Main Street and then over the last two buildings, it started rotating shifting. yeah <laughs> rotating clockwise a little bit and now all of a sudden you stand on Pine Street and you look up and you see the corl yeah well
1: yeah. I, I if i remember not that the other one was torn down that long ago but yeah. they've kind of developed it so it kind of faced towards 90 at one point so yeah. like yeah. like one side of it sort of faced towards Main Street or whatever mm-hmm. but really i know whenever they would put like any decorations in front of the building or they would do the nativity i think things like that they always did it so they faced out towards
0: uh, ninety. Well, so I think maybe yeah. they were trying to shift the emphasis to facing the highway. Yeah,
1: facing the highway.
0: Well, it faces now more so uh, the back of it, at least more generally faces the intersection of ninety and eighty five. Yeah. Now, when you, when yeah. the, when they originally designated that site for the courthouse, ninety and eighty five, neither of them existed. Right, the road Main Street split. At the site for the courthouse, yeah, and it which went was north what's really interesting.
1: And, and west. Yeah, that, I mean, that's part of the reason why I got you here because we're talking about that stuff. I, I, I think I looked at a map in your office or something, and like it showed like part of Main Street went up to where what is the the manor now? The county building it was the hospital. Mm-hmm. It was uh, like that whole area. There was like a park. I know we've talked about some of that before. It mm-hmm. was very interesting through there, the way that area was developed and everything. Yeah, um, but. But for me, it's like that's kind of what it's like, right? So, so you had the courthouse on one end, anchor main um, Main Street, and then kind of on the other end, it wasn't the Bush House because that was on Wilson Street. But basically, I'm sure the,
0: the railroad in general, yeah, yeah, was the anchor on the other side. I mean, it. the the Main Street from the railroad south was, if anything, just farmland. Yeah, a, well, until until the 40s or the 50s.
1: Yeah, so at the, so at the time of this, absolutely. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, because yeah, if certainly. we if we look at that that those plat the original layouts and things that you have, I mean, it's, (laughs) I'm going to make somebody mad. It's about the only part of town that's square and laid out like an actual city. Yeah. (laughs) No, yeah, it (laughs) is. With grid streets. Yeah. I I
2: still get lost when I cross over (laughs) (laughs) highway 90 and get back in that neighborhood. It's, (laughs) it's
1: kind of funny. Like I spent some time living in Colorado Springs and part of the city is in the foothills of the Rockies. And like, so they can't really lay a road in a straight line there because of the hills and things like that so uh, sometimes people would move there and i'd interact with them and they would complain they'd be like you can't ever find anything in this place because nothing's laid out in a grid except when you're right downtown everything else is all wonky and goes all over the place and i'm like you know what it's a lot like back home well,
0: so what what's interesting <laughs> more
1: yeah more hills yes but i mean it's still a bunch of wavy curvy roads that like, not, don't you know, wrap back around to other places and
0: not to go super deep into the the history behind that but the reason why that is is because back in the day they would plat something and they wouldn't care if there was wetlands there they wouldn't care if there was a 40 foot grade change they would plat it anyway so we have multiple platted right-of-ways for roads in the city that roads never got built because it's physically impossible and so in that core area of the city you see everything in a grid and then the development that happened later people were like oh we can't we can't put a road through these wetlands that's (laughs) first of all not legal and second of all not logical yeah. and so then you see things start actually having to follow those natural contours a little bit more yeah it's like up up in texas on texas parkway um after you go down that hill which is a creek yeah and then you go back up the hill there's platted right-of-way in there where that water tower is oh really they really? were gonna i mean i i don't know if they were going to put roads in there but they could have
1: interesting all, i mean yeah that would have been insane yeah, I grew yeah. up over there, playing the, the down that is gully insane. that's back behind it. And yeah, that's one of the. We don't have a lot of hills here, but as far as pitch goes for a hill, that's one of the more steep ones that we have. Yeah, and that whole area is a bottom, so that would have been interesting. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a building. Like they'd had, y'all talking about bringing in dirt for the Crestview Commons. They had to really mm-hmm. bring in some dirt and yeah. flatten that out and make it level. When I was with the
2: Crestview News Bulletin, one of our writers would consistently get lost when she had to go to Bob Sykes School or yep. oh. you know, back in that area. Yeah. And uh, what partially confounded her because she was from out of town was locals give directions like you know turn left where uncle bill's house used to be or where the oak tree (laughs) we're bad we're bad about uh, not learning
1: the street names and just doing the landmarks that's Um, a it's a thing that happens here
2: yeah which is part of the charm i love
1: it well what's funny is so it's funny that you say that like when i was an, i grew up in that area and uh from like middle school on we moved into town and um every girl i dated got lost trying to find my house <laughs> <laughs> every single one of them I can, because it's like what do you mean you're near bob sykes like i'm driving around bob sykes and i'm like you know it's like it's you're real close you just need to come like a block over go down know? the hill yeah, a little don't bit. Go to, and then they're like driving around a ridge lake i'm like what do you don't drive around a ridge lake that's yeah. not in the wrong yeah so it's okay. it's, it's it's very interesting because there are a few of those roads like in that Pearl Adams subdivision and some of that. They're they're fairly gridded out, not mm-hmm. too bad, you know, and mm-hmm. they're late. and then you you just hit like a side street and the next thing you know, you're just you're <laughs> yeah. off on like a a turismo course basically <laughs> on your yeah. Jones Road kind of yeah. Yeah. so it, it it's it's kind of funny. No, um, yeah. no, so <laughs> we've already meandered. Yeah, gotten pretty much to the end of this thing almost. Um so before we uh a sign off here brian i know you got a couple other things planned cultural this cultural s- services. services is a lot more than just going to be the museum at the bush house you oh, yeah. You're, you're oh yeah you're doing events like you just had a we had uh, a swing dance event and we we thought it'd be fun to kick off the
2: holiday season on thanksgiving weekend with a big band swing dance with a USO kind of vibe. We had World War II reenactors there. And uh, and that was raising money towards an event we're going to have in April. We're going to have a World War II victory weekend and uh, also commemorating the 80th anniversary of the Doolittle Raids, which, of course, is near and dear to everyone's heart in Crestview because the Doolittle Raiders practiced just south of Crestview at Auxiliary Field 1, I think it was called then. Uh, So we raise – we're raising some money towards that, towards expenses. The interesting thing about cultural services, I have no budget. So whenever we put on an event, it's going to need the support of the community, and the community just – Opened its hearts and wallets for this dance. We ended up raising more than sixteen hundred dollars.
1: Oh wow! Okay.
2: And uh, but for the World War II weekend, it's April twenty second through twenty fourth. We have reenactors coming from all over the country, bringing all sorts of cool equipment, and that's what the money is mainly for, because you you can't just slap a stamp on a Sherman tank and have it mailed <laughs> yeah. down here. They're <laughs> well, going to have the, to transport that. That
1: thing. that event too over that weekend. That's going to be free to the public, right? Oh
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, we are actually going to have another victory ball because we just love the band that we had. We had hashtag swing uh, and there were 15 piece big band yeah, and it's great. just all that wonderful music. Uh, this last uh, Saturday, they did it with uh, some swinging versions of Christmas songs, which was great fun. But yeah, we're going to have a victory dance and that'll be open to the public and you'll be mingling with reenactors in uniforms. And so it's going to be great. But um, just yesterday, I essentially not quite but have essentially signed a contract with the u.s air force freedom brass which is a five-piece brass quintet and they'll be coming to crestview to warriors hall on february 4th which is a friday and um also working on another cool project that if it pulls off will be great for the arts community just to come see some work based on Dante's Divine Comedy and that we're doing in conjunction with the Italian consulate in Miami. So there's some kind of cool stuff coming to Crestview. But what's, what's really exciting was when city manager Tim Bolduck pitched this to me back in July, and it said to me that the city is making a commitment to our cultural life. And, you know, when we look at our mission statement, uh, one of the things that's listed is enhancing the cultural and entertainment and activities in the city, and cultural services is definitely going to be working on that. So,
1: yeah, I think um, you know it's it's really important for the health of our city to mm-hmm. to feel like it has that that sense of culture, and and we're not just creating an all new culture. You know, we're we're like with the Bush House, for instance, we're we're trying to maintain some of that history, some of that sense of culture oh, where we came definitely. from while we're while we're building on what we have now and going forward into the future and things like that. Yeah. so for, um, for a city
2: that's only 105 years old, well, it's been older than that. It was chartered in you know, yeah. 1916. But anyway, um, for a city as young as ours, the, the history that we have is so rich and so colorful. Mm-hmm. So going to be hard pressed to try to capture all of that in the bush house but yeah (laughs)
1: well i mean you know we've got other locations maybe we can spread some of that out across some of our other locations in the city like the library and the community center definitely yeah if this
2: um, italian exhibit comes uh it will go into the library so yeah
1: cool all right um gentlemen thank you both For being uh, with us today, I'd be like Nick. Do you got anything you need to add? But it would all be related to like planning and development. No one real boring. No one wants to listen Uh, to that. uh No, Uh, (laughs) uh, there's there's a ton of stuff going on. Um, so much stuff. I. I mean, if you listen to this, uh, I'm running out of time really quick here. If you listen to this before um, Saturday, there is so much stuff happening on Saturday. If you hear it Saturday morning, there's a ton of stuff happening on Saturday. Jingle Bell Run, Qantas Breakfast, uh, of course, the tree lighting at 5 o'clock downtown, followed with some Christmas caroling caroling? that everyone is encouraged to participate in, along with the um, actual Christmas parade, the greatest Christmas parade in... uh, okaloosa county you have the mayor say it i'll say it's northwest florida it is yes and definitely long and it's a lot of fun thursday
2: um, and friday night at seven in warriors hall is the community chorus christmas that's concert. right
1: that's right we have the chorus concerts and then on the sixth there's the community band that's playing monday night okay. yeah and all that good so there's a ton of good christmas stuff you can kick off uh you know your i wouldn't say holiday season because we have thanksgiving but you can kick off christmas season christmas feelings all them cool things you want to do uh and, and um Right here in Crestview, you don't have to go out of town, and uh, that's going to happen more and more and more, and that's one of the reasons why we've got Brian doing what he's doing, so we can do that uh, more of that as well. Um, as always, thank you to um, everyone who takes the time to engage with us, listen to these, participate. Um, I really appreciate that. Thank you to WAZ, WJSB for getting these out on Saturday morning on the radio. And, um, yeah, that's going to do it. Thanks.